Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon. Happy Monday, September 13th. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. On today's episode, I am joined with Sandra Ifu, Director of the Student Services at Keanu College, Frederick Russell, Vice President Academic at Keanu College, and Susie Bowles, the Registrar at Keanu College. Okay, so I guess we'll start off about um, Keanu College just returning uh, to in-class. I guess going forward, compared last year to this year, what is it like now? What can people expect going into Keanu if they walk through the doors? Well, you know, it's exciting to be back, first of all. Um, you know, it's kind of a blur, really, like last year, this year, like what, what's really happened in the last year and a half. But, you know, we kind of dove right into the, the, the whole pivot thing that uh, everybody loves to talk about. And uh, we are fortunate enough that our instructors were able to adapt fairly efficiently uh, almost overnight. Uh, of course, in the middle of a, a flood as well, which didn't help a whole lot. Um, but I, I guess the pandemic having happened before the flood, put us online so we weren't uh, you know that transition because of a flood wouldn't uh, wasn't as huge of a uh, a deal from a delivery of uh, programs and courses point of view but uh, no everyone's excited to be back there's a lot of energy out there we had our welcome back for faculty just a little while ago and uh, I, you could just sense the energy. It's an incredible amount of positive energy that's happening. Our staff, our faculty, they're all excited to be back. And uh, Sandra, you can probably talk about the students because you were quite uh, involved in a lot of the student orientations that have happened as well. So, you know, you can give that vibe as well, I'm sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. We were really excited to have in-person orientation this year. So that happened August 23rd to the 27th. And we, we had the opportunity to welcome students back, both new and returning. So, you know, lots of positive um, uptake with that. Um, and we're looking forward to having additional, um, you know, activities, programming that can continue that, that engagement and sense of community here at the college. And then, so are, are we back to, is it 100% in person now or is it like a hybrid right now? We are back. Um, well, what we've done, I think that's a little bit unique among uh, colleges, is when we, we, when we pivoted, we wanted to learn from what we had, you know, what worked actually and what do we want to keep. And so we were fortunate enough to get a significant um, a grant from Syncrude and uh, with which we spent a lot of money on putting state-of-the-art technology in uh, so far, we, we did a pilot classroom, then we uh, got another four up and running beside that. I think we have a total of five classrooms in place now, uh, which, you know, the we call high-flex classrooms. So there's a lot of screens everywhere, a lot of mics everywhere, a lot of, po you know, podiums, uh, teaching podiums. <clears throat> it's kind of taken the technology in the classroom to a whole new level. 
And so what we decided to, uh, around Dean's Council is we said, okay, what are we going to stick with uh, that's online and what are we going to go back to in terms of uh, face-to-face? So yeah, absolutely. We have hybrid in many areas. And in what's unique, I guess, is not one time it used to be you're in class or you're online. Now you can deliver a program in both ways. So you can have a group in front of you in a classroom, and at the same time you can be engaging people from all across the country, the province, the universe, and they could be um, tapped into that same class while you're teaching in person. It's certainly a lot more demanding on instructors because you're you're juggling technology and you're juggling people that are in a bunch of other places and you're juggling people in the classroom. But um, we we gave students options in some program areas to um, they can choose to come into class that day in some cases or they can choose to stay home and study that day and in and in many cases some people will choose to study from away because they are away so no we have um, we do have lots of different options and lots of different technology uh, in the classroom uh, Susie did you have anything that you want to elaborate to on that Susie's heavily involved in these setups and in the quality control and in going around to make sure that the classrooms are uh, ready and on the go. And of course, uh, IT, our IT IT department have been working around the clock on this stuff. But yeah, Susie, anything to add? Yeah, I believe we have over 30 classes running in a high flex capacity this fall semester. And with that, um, two of our programs, three technically, are actually running in full high flex. So our fourth class and our third class power engineering and our early learning and childcare are offering all of their classes that aren't practicum based in a high flex capacity. So it's really nice because like Fred said, a student gets a choice every day. You know, maybe on Tuesday I'm coming into the classroom, but on Thursday maybe I have, you know, childcare that I need to take care of or I'm out of the province, I'm out of the city, wherever I'm at, I can still attend my classroom and still be an active student. So it's really nice. So then moving forward, is that kind of the future? Like as you learn and to, with all of this moving forward, like uh, in a perfect world, say, uh, would you want every classroom like that almost so the options are available or? And you know, there's a lot of studies out there that show that people still like some traditional format. So it really comes down to the learner. Uh, you know, some people are audio learners, visual learners. Some people are tactile learners. Some people are online learners. Some people are face-to-face learners. And uh, you know, some people can't discipline themselves when they try to study online. Others find it easier to engage when they're online. And and as Susie said, if it provides you that flexibility that you can actually live your life. And, and study at the same time that really works for some people who have you know either jobs or or children or limitations in transportation or all the or for funding even if you want to study uh, and you're in Edmonton and you want to study a program in um, in Fort McMurray you don't need to pack up and move you know so it really comes down to uh, providing options for students and I think that I think that what will happen going forward is that will continue to expand program areas where there are options and ways to study, but I don't think it'll be um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Joined with Sandra, Fred, and Susie with Keanu College. We'll be right back. I want to dive into uh, the partnership with uh, economic development and tourism with your international students and so much more. Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. We'll be right back. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. 
We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Hey, welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Happy Monday. My name is Sean. Joined with three lovely individuals from Keanu College, Sandra Ifu, the Director of Student Services, Fred Russell, VP Academic, and Susie Bowles, the Registrar. Return of uh, the international students to kind of in person. I know you had, I think it was a partnership with the uh, Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism. Uh, with that partnership, uh, what are y'all looking to accomplish with a partnership like that? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, obviously, we're thrilled to have this um, partnership with um, um, economic development and recognizing that it's a win-win, right? Not just for, for the college and for um, economic development, but also for the region. Ultimately, I think our objective is to attract individuals to the region, have them stay, so not just you know come, but complete their programming, stay and contribute to the long-term growth and development of our region. So in terms of next steps, we're looking to um, work with um, Economic Development Corporation to implement some of the initiatives that we received um, funding support for. And that, of course, includes working with agents, recruitment agents from all over the world. Um, that includes providing a welcoming environment for our international students when they arrive and um, a familiarization tour. So, you know, we work with agents from all over the world, but how many of them realistically have been to the region? Not many. So can we put together something that really welcomes them here, showcases the region, and ultimately attract more students here? We're already seeing some of that translate into, into positive um, outcomes for us, and we're really looking to grow that next year and beyond. That's pretty fantastic. And then how many do you did you have, how many international students did you have like before this partnership? And then how many do you have now and then is there a goal at the end? So past, present, future. <laughs> um, so this year we actually have 179 registered international students, which is over 25% growth from last year. So that's really exciting to see, especially given COVID. And we know the impact that that's had on post-secondary students and international post-secondary students. Um, I, Sandra may have a different answer, but I think the sky's the limit in terms of our international students. We want to see that growth. We want to bring students in, you know, the benefit not just to the students who are coming in, but also to the college community, being able to expose people to different cultures and, you know, maybe potentially future exchanges. And it just offers a different view to everyone on campus, which is really exciting. Yeah, we had uh, another unique scenario for us, I think, is that, uh, well, Sandra started working on international student recruitment just only a couple of years ago. We were getting them more by accident than design. And so within that period of time, we've seen significant growth. Even during the pandemic, we we had, I believe, modest growth in um, international student uh, recruitment, whereas some uh, colleges were decimated in terms of the numbers of students that came through their doors. And I think it's it's largely because we just we put a really big effort in place. We I believe the last count that I saw was over 80 recruitment agencies working on our behalf. So it was a lot of work there. But what's also fun is that we're we're, it's more than just international student recruitment. I mean, we're also looking, a part of our mandate is global citizenship as well. And it's also 
faculty exchanges and student exchanges. So we've actually, through Sandra's work, we've applied for grants that would allow faculty exchanges and student exchanges. And uh, But of course, they didn't happen because of COVID. But we're expecting that stuff will happen in the future. So we're broadening the depth of what we do in terms of giving students and faculty learning opportunities. It's good for growth for them, good for growth for students. and. Um, great for everybody and also there is a degree of um humanitarian humanitarianism <laughs> wrapped up in all that as well um in that uh, you know we we will be looking in the future towards you know sponsoring uh, some students from maybe under uh, privileged countries or backgrounds so uh, not in great numbers but uh, just doing our part and uh -huh. again that's all the great you know there's a lot of pillars to international education it's not just about recruiting students there's a lot of layers to it and um you know thanks to the great work of sandra and her team taking our final break here on for mcmurray matters my name is sean joined with sandra fred and Susie from keanu college we'll be right back we'll return in a moment to fort mcmurray matters brought to you by colin hardigan of coldwell banker fort mcmurray cooper and company law firm and fort mcmurray orthodontics on mix 103.7 we're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. My name is Sean Kreitz. Hope you're having a lovely Monday so far. Joined with Sandra, Fred, and Susie from Keanu College. Now, is Keanu still accepting students for the, I guess, this year? Yeah, um, so we are still accepting applications even for the fall tomorrow is the last day that students will be eligible to add classes but there are a number of programs that we're taking applications for for the winter semester and we're hoping to bring on more international students in the winter semester so our overall student numbers um, will just continue to grow and this is probably the fastest year we've ever had in application processing time meaning that at this point if you apply you will hear from one of our admissions reps in one to three business days, um, letting you know what you need for your application, if we need transcripts, if we need additional information. But it's really helped in our ability to kind of grow our student population um, just because we're able to get back to people so quickly and, you know, engage with them and keep them connected to us. Now, what programs are in maybe a higher demand that maybe people would be like, oh, if they're listening right now, dings in their ear and like, maybe I should apply for that one if it's in high demand? So we do have a list here, and Susie, you can compliment whatever I say. Um, but uh, we have, well, we have some new up-and-coming programs, which I think we should talk about as well. Because, um, for example, the esports business diploma is pretty exciting. We we have our first intake of that uh, this year, and um, we also have our first esports teams that are already competing and having success. They have so far gone undefeated. Uh, they they competed against St. Edwards University in Texas and Hood College and the University of Alabama in Huntsville. So they've won in each of those uh, competitions. So we're quite excited about that. Um, brand new facilities we're putting in place for that. It, it's, it's quite an exciting initiative. Um, we also have done some work on the power engineering program and uh, whereby we're incorporating the STEAM lab into the program and ensuring that students who may not have an opportunity to get a work placement will actually be able to get their practical experience. So we're excited about that. We've done two intakes of social 
work. We only used to do one intake every second year. Now we're doing one every year. So we've doubled the number of students for social work uh, at the diploma program. We're trying to work on some opportunities for partnerships to ladder that into a degree that you can do here on the ground, but that's premature to talk about yet because <laughs> we're not there. But you can ladder outside of the area to get a degree if you want to. Uh, we've turned early learning childcare upside down and inside out to try to make it work for the public, and it's working. We've got significant numbers of applicants there, so we're really excited to see it be its healthiest that it's ever been. Um, healthcare aid, we had to take that offline because there's a brand new uh, curriculum in place, and uh, we will be re reintroducing that in January, and of course with the new developments of uh, senior care here in the community, uh, Willow Square, we're excited to be bringing that back, and we expect there will be a good number of applicants for that. Uh, our business programs, practical nurse, Bachelor of Science Nursing, Environmental Sciences, Trades, Bachelor of Education, Power Engineering, all strong numbers like beyond our projections in, in most of those areas. And I think, Susie, you had indicated that we're probably up by 4 or 5% in terms of or maybe enrollments. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Current enrollment from this point in time last year to this point in time this year is increased by 4% right now. And um, a, a lot of the programs that Fred talked about, we've actually added additional seats or additional intakes to be able to support that growth in those program areas. Yeah, and there's some uh, programs that we're offering, uh, you know, for with some of our Indigenous partners, for example, early learning childcare, where there's just a, a full cohort of, of one of our community partners that will be participating in that. So we can be pretty dynamic about how we package things up as well. It doesn't have to be an open registration where you, you can come as a company and get training. You can come as an individual and do nighttime continuing education uh, courses, uh, get some professional certifications that are not quite as intense as a year long or a two-year or a full degree it can be something that you do over a short shorter period or simply if you're working full-time and you want to pick up a few courses for professional development you could do all that too so lots of lots of options available and then with all the programs that you have here uh is there any job placement um for any of them kind of thing out in the the work world yeah, so um, a number of our programs currently do have a work integrated learning component. 56% uh, actually have a work integrated learning component right now. Um, and we're looking to grow that. It's part of the Alberta 2030 plan and part of the mandate of the government. So um, throughout the 21-22 academic year, we'll move to 70% of all of our programs having a work integrated learning component and we'll eventually reach 100%. Yeah, and I, th I think in addition to that, we, we want the community to know that we have students, they can do projects on your behalf as a part of their studies, they can be employed as a part of their work terms, uh, they can provide you assistance in any regard uh, in relation to that type of thing. Um, and in obviously, preferably in a paid environment, but also sometimes as just a part of their curriculum and, and uh, that type of thing. So uh, if you're an employer in the community and you feel you need a student, then by all means, reach out to us and we'd be happy to try to align you. And it could be helping create a marketing plan or a business plan, or it could be helping with website development. It could be helping in any number of different domains where we uh, have expertise. We have some great, one of the 
unique selling points of uh, Keanu College that I think makes us uh, really stand out is that we've had really great high paid work terms for our students and which would be quite unique to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of other areas so we are going to grow that and um, you know in an economic downturn environment or in a COVID environment that ebbs and flows but when we're at our best and even when we're not uh, when we're at our best we're, we're, we're giving lots of opportunities for work for students and then when we're in this environment we still do it comparably because other places in the province have the same struggles as we do or in the country for that matter thank you so much to you fred Susie, and sandra for joining me today all from keanu college that's all the time we have for fort mcmurray matters hopefully have a lovely monday if you missed today's episode it will be on our website very shortly for you to catch and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of fort mcmurray matters i'm sean kreitz have a good day that's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.